Before we begin, remember we are not medical professionals or lawyers or the like. We just like to tell people what they should do in their life. Also, we're drinking a lot. So take everything we say with a grain of salt and a lime wedge and a shot of tequila. Hello. Hello. How are you doing, Tuss? I am doing all right, thank you. How are you? I am doing all right as well, thank you. Nice. Yeah, I was kind of pre-drinking, so I got oh. I, I drank an entire one of beet box. How which is it? isn't a lot. Not it's it's Is it like okay. half a bottle of wine? <sighs> I, no, I don't think so. It's 11.1% alcohol ABV. Oh, what is it? I don't... Cran, it's called Cranberry Dreams. I, this isn't very good lighting. Okay. Cranberry Dreams Beatbox. And I just wanted to... It's okay. It's like it's like vodka cranberry, I guess. All right. Are you Googling it? I've never heard of it before. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, okay, I just saw it in, in the quality dairy, the local quality dairy quality dairy so I mean, what size is it like it's almost it's like two-thirds of a bottle uh, of wine how much did it, i finished it and so four dollars 16.9 fluid ounces oh okay okay it's not yeah all right three servings it's got a high rating online oh, oh that's on their website so you can't can't trust oh, it yeah, yeah i'm not mad at it like it's it's not bad. Um, I just, I'm, I'm, maybe it just takes a minute to hit. I don't know. Yeah, it says it has like 11% ABV. Yeah. I, Why? Yeah. It's, it's not bad. That's, and I like cranberry, so yeah, it works. It looks like wine, unless you've switched to wine. That's no, why is, I asked. It, no, I have switched to wine now. Got it. Got we got it. a bottle of wine too. Yes. No, it's it probably looks like a vodka uh, cranberry drink. Okay. Um, um. Yeah. Look at my adorable cup. Um, I, <laughs> I love it. Yes. My mental breakdown cup. I got it online. It's pretty cheaply made, but I still love it. And it has all these little things on it that says, it's okay to have low energy days. And I don't need to compare myself to others. And oh, good it's okay to cry. I don't need to smile when I don't want to. It's mm -hmm. okay if I don't feel motivated. There's nothing wrong with having anxiety. It's okay if I can't do it all. Um, it's okay to want to do nothing. It's okay to have hard days. There's nothing wrong with feeling negative emotions. Love Isn't it. this cup amazing? I love it. Yes. I saw it on it TikTok and I've never bought something so quickly. I was like, I need this in my life. These are the little reminders. I feel I like I need one of those for my friends, like me and my, my new friends that I've made. I will send you the link. It did take me a yes. while to get it. She okay. started advertising on tiktok and blew up oh i so, bet so um I, after three weeks i messaged her saying just check it because i think it's like a one person operation i was like just oh, checking yeah. on my order because it says up to two weeks and nothing has happened and she's like i'm so sorry i just i'm like in the process of filling 200 orders it should be this week and then it came this week and then it i got it had a note in it that was like thank you for your patience Oh, that's I, I'm so glad to hear that she's blowing up, though. Like, yeah, look, that's an awesome message. I see. It's it's a lovely idea. Yeah. 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 Sort of like They're those not... pens I got. I got you guys mm -hmm. when we last saw each other. Yeah. 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 Which were, which were affirmation pens, essentially. Like, yes. You I have love a great both. sense of humor. You're so your hair is so great looking today. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, and I'm drinking a zombie killer. Mm. Libby, Libby gave me a pack of four when I was in Michigan last. So oh, cool. I for, honestly forgot about them. And I would just open it up because I was going to do hard kombucha. But then I saw this. And this is a pomegranate zombie killer. They started adding new flavors. It's really Ooh, good. Yum. I love zombie killer. It so is I'm like one they, of my favorites. They sell that in Michigan. 
I'm guessing. Yep. Yep. It's a, a meadery in Michigan. So every time I go home, Libby buys me some. Usually I drink it there, but since we were at a restaurant. Um, Did you say a mead? A mead, mead. M-E-A-D. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's actually so that's a, honey. So that's it's honey. It's a right? Mead is honey. Yes. It's, it's because it's, I think it's a sizer is the right term. It's a mead, but instead of using water, you use a fruit juice. Mm-hmm. So remember the mead I made at my wedding, the, the cherry yeah. apple mead? It was based on the, the original zombie killer. Now, mine oh, okay. it was a lot higher ABV and also a little harsher tasting, I will be honest. Because um, <laughs> it was like my, it was my first batch that I oh, made, but yeah. it was like, a, it, it was like 11% ABV and these are like five and a half, like a beer. Yeah. But it was pretty good. But it's my favorite. So, and I made like 120 bottles of it for the wedding. And my friend had one and got fucking blasted off of it. <laughs> I'm pretty certain she was, th- I think she threw up and was fa- sleeping in the back of the car. And she messaged me and she's like, what was in that? And I was like, oh, it's just like a meat I made. It was like 11%. She's like, no, what else was in it? And I was like, literally nothing. There was like no vodka, nothing like that. I don't know what you're like. I don't know. Maybe there's some, maybe she could have been like allergic or something to something. In yeah. it, you know, but cause I used my dad's honey for that. Uh, oh I gosh. Used, it's so wonderful. Yeah. And I used local apple cider and cherry juice when we were living mm-hmm. in other Michigan to make it. Yeah. It was so much fun. 120 bottles. Oh, yum. And it was good. It was very good. It was like, this is like, these are really good. And it's more like fruit juicy. And mine was definitely an alcoholic beverage, you know, but. We like <laughs> yeah. um, oh, what's new? What's new? What's new? Okay. So I'm, I'm concerned about something. Oh God. Okay. What? I'm concerned. So when I go out to like brunch or something, I like mm-hmm. to get a Bloody Mary Yes. And the last three Bloody Marys I've had were the worst Bloody Marys I've ever had. So do you so, think it was the Bloody Mary sucking or are you worried that you like had COVID, COVID and didn't yeah, know it and lost your Right. Like it's so, <laughs> this strain of COVID must be so specific that I cannot <laughs> taste Bloody Mary mixes. Like that's where it's at. Like I can taste the, <laughs> like I, if I eat the stuff, like I eat the pickle, I can taste that. Like, But I am a little concerned that I've lost my taste of Bloody Mary mixes. It's very specific. Because everything had, else seems to taste the same. And you still like V8, right? Yeah. You told me last time you were drinking V8 and you liked it. Yeah. Maybe Which I should base, get, Well, I yeah, got like you, a peach V8, like their fruit V8. So maybe I should oh, get okay. like their base, their other V8 and see what that... Or or get some... Um, yeah, you could do like the V8 or you could stuff, do Bloody like, Mary mix and see like just on its own. Yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned because Bloody Marys are my favorite thing, and it's three different places. Oh no! And they were they tasted like water and vodka, and oh my, that is so weird, Jennifer. It was so uh, my last three Bloody Marys. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, that's so I'm bizarre. not drinking. I'm not drinking a Bloody Mary every week. By the way, it's like why not every couple of weeks? But uh, uh, I love yeah. Bloody Marys. So oh, for gosh. a while. When- when Chase first moved in, he didn't like Bloody Marys. And mm-hmm. then I got a habit of when I was cooking dinner, I would make us each an, a Bloody Mary every night. Oh, and, yum. and I make a killer Bloody Mary. So I mm. uh, converted him to liking Bloody Marys. And um, but I also have a thing where <sighs> dogs stop barking. Um, I only like a Bloody Mary until I've gotten my food. I don't want to drink a Bloody Mary of the food. I want it by itself before I eat. And as soon as I get my food, I stop drinking it. Oh, yeah. No, I can see that. Because I feel like it's okay. a meal on it to itself. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. a, an appetizer by itself. Yeah. No, I can see yeah. that. It's okay. basic. It makes yes, you- absolutely. It okay. makes me. It makes perfect sense to me. Because it is. It's like an appetizer. It's a meal. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think so, you should go uh, buy some Bloody Mary mix and taste it. <laughs> Maybe I should do that. Because I'm That's a little so concerned. Because I love Bloody Marys, and it, they they were three um, places that supposedly do very good Bloody Marys. Were they and new they were places just, though for you? Nope, nope, nope. Were they places you'd had Bloody Marys in the past? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. 
Yep. That's so strange. Yep. Yep. Everything else tastes the same, smells the same. Uh, I've got Bea the Black Lab here. Nice. Hi, Bea. She's very excited. She also, she loves my porch because she gets to sit out in the cold and watch people. Oh, um, so she's setting one down and she has her own box of toys because both of us doesn't play with any toys. So whenever she yeah. comes over, she's the only one who has the toys to play with. That's how Jack wants to live. Every once in a while, Jack will want a toy, but then so we'll try to take it from him because she's like, I'm the toy dog. And he's like, <laughs> Don't fucking touch the toy that Jacko is currently liking. <clears throat> uh, there was one other thing I wanted to talk to you about. What was it? Oh, yeah. A show that I've been watching on uh, Disney Plus. Okay, what is it? Which is... Shit. Is it National <laughs> Treasure? No, it's Life Below Zero. Oh, I don't know what that is. It's a reality TV show of people who live near the Arctic Circle. Interesting. Yeah, I kind of love it. If okay. you're a vegetarian, you're not going to like it. Well, uh, not because they talk about that. hunting. Yeah, because they talk about hunting. And it's sustenance living, so they only hunt what they need for the year and such. But um, there is a a woman who, a 50-year-old woman, who reminds me a lot of my uh, brother's wife, who is really kick-ass. And she essentially lives alone in the Arctic Circle nine months of the year. And hunts, hunts bear, takes care of fox. And she's just kind of amazing. <laughs> like, I don't, like, if there was, uh, she's like, this fat chick wants to make, remain fat, and I need some bear meat for that. <laughs> <laughs> she's Love like, that. I'm also, I'm a tasty treat to a bear. Gotta be careful. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'll have to check it out. We're kind of like in a show rut right now. So, oh, yes. Uh, we started uh, quite a few things and have not finished them and have not felt, felt driven to finish them. So, no. There's a new Netflix ghost show that I really liked that I just finished. What was it? The premise is that ghosts have kind of created a new world. Okay. And and if you touch a ghost, you die. Netflix ghost show. Is it 28 Days Haunted? Nope. No. That was stupid. Is it Surviving Death? Nope. Is it Typewriter? Nope. I'm going to have to turn on the TV in order to find it. Is it We Have La- a Ghost? Okay, no, it's Lockwood and Company. Oh, okay, that's the next one. So, all right. Yeah, okay, I'll have to check that out. That yeah, that when was I check out Chase probably won't be interested. He's not really open, interested in ghost things. It's not it scary. scary. It's not scary. It's he like, doesn't like scary things. He doesn't like ghost things. It's like teenagers fighting ghosts. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, it's not like the highest written, like high. Is it like supernaturally a little bit? A little, a little bit. A little. It's British, so that kind of helps a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I was, I was very entertained by it. So it's not like high level writing, but it's, it's not bad. All right, I have to check that out. Um, I just read this book. I bought it Saturday, and I finished it yesterday. Yesterday was Sunday, everybody. Hmm. Um, and it was called Red Rising, and it's like set on mars during or after like during terraforming for humans and it's somebody like like a guy that is trying to like live they took his wife and they're he's trying to like get revenge and achieve her dream and there's it's rather um oh god what's that show what's that movie what's a book too uh, Mocking Jay was the second one. Yeah, the one with Jennifer Hudson, not Hudson. Jennifer, shit, I can't think of anything. Lost L- Lawrence or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I know what you're uh, talking about. Anyway, but she so has to go- You mentioned that it's on my to read pile, so I must have Is seen it? it at some point. Yeah, I just yeah, I I saw it on TikTok. I will say, like, I enjoyed it. Um, and I would recommend it, but. 
I saw on TikTok and people were like raving how good it was. And then I was like debating it at the bookstore. And this girl was like telling her friend about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was thinking about it. She's like, oh, my God, get it. It's in my top five. And she goes, you know how the first five minutes of Up was and how it destroys you? Like, yeah, Yeah. the first five chapters of this book are just like that. And that was an overstatement, in my opinion. (laughs) <laughs> just up does up does destroy you in that first five yeah, minutes and, yes and uh it's, I don't it's think this hard was to quite that, that powerful but um but i enjoyed the book so i'm gonna get the second one soon but yeah oh okay well that's on my to read maybe i'll pick that up too yeah I, I, like I was it. reading uh john like i have a whole pile of john irving books that i bought that i never read and so i'm trying to get through them and i guess i'm i guess i'm not really a fan anymore Oh, yeah. I remember, God, it was when I was in high school you were reading them because I read a couple. Yeah, like A Prayer for One Meanie and yep. Hotel New Hampshire are kind of my two favorites. Didn't he write Cider House Rules, too? He did. Oh, I like Cider House Rules. Yeah. That's, I don't think, I think I read A Prayer for One Meanie and Cider House Rules. Those are the only yeah. ones I read. Um, there's a, there's Wait, a did he write in, Widow uh, for a Year? Who wrote he did, that one? He did. He wrote okay, that I one. I read that one, too. Yeah, um, he. There's a scene in New Ham in New Hampshire Hotel that is just it has a rhythm to it. It's just amazing, and but I just I'm trying to read some of those other books, and I'm like, he's just so mean to women in them, and I just I can't. I think yeah, I can't. you know what? I mean, that's valid. So, um, all I remember from a prayer from Owen Meany, Owen Meany was the teacher giving him an erection where he's supposed to be playing the baby Jesus. <laughs> that's all i I remember from that you know if you want to understand kind of male and identity from that era i I, john irving's really good at capturing that (laughs) not much more like of course not female identity but uh male identity like if you want to and to spy in on like the male cultural identity yeah yeah like yes john irving's a good so look, they're dirty-minded little beasts. It's really what it ends up being, which is fine. Like yeah. that's what your hormones do to you. But uh, yeah. Um. Okay, I so thought I of something I was going to tell you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm going to give that's up fine. on him. Yeah, that's allowed. Yeah, you've read mm-hmm. quite a few of his books. It's mm-hmm. okay to yeah. <laughs> um, I remembered something that I was going to tell you last time, and I forgot about. Which I might have told you this already. I don't know, but did I tell you? That at my last doctor's appointment, they measured me and they were like, five, four and a half. And I go, am I shrinking? And they go, what? And I'm like, I'm five, five and a half. And they're like, well, your measurements now are five, four and a half. And I was like, fuck, I'm not old enough to shrink. And then (laughs) Jennifer, I went to my parents' house and I go, mom, I'm shrinking, I think. I'm an inch shorter than I thought I was. And she's like, oh, well, let's test you against the fucking wall we have that has everyone's yeah. height on it and i have not shrunk i'm the same height as i was in 2018 which means i have thought i'm an inch taller than i was forever <laughs> and i've been telling people that i'm an inch taller than i am including like the dmv so my fucking driver's license has the wrong height on it and now i look like i'm an insecure man lying about my height <laughs> everybody lies about that I, <laughs> everybody lies about that <laughs> i 1000 percent thought it was five five and a half if you're and not lying about your height you're lying about your weight i've like, been gaslighting my poor husband who is <laughs> who is like there's no way you're five five and a half in comparison to him and i was like yes i am that's what the doctor told me and i'm not and so i've been like gaslighting him unintentionally <laughs> i have been telling everybody this this might be fraud could i get arrested for putting this on my driver's license and again i can't get over the fact that i'm just like those men but i mean like i actively did not know but you know like the ones that are like i'm six foot when they're like five ten because they want those extra two inches that is what i sound like and it was not on purpose and i <laughs> It's yeah. so fucking dumb. It's so well, stupid. Women are allowed to be littler than than men are. I, mean, I know. Like so, <laughs> uh, God, I'd rather be. Sh- I'd rather have to be afraid of being too short than too tall. Wait, no, the other way around. Too tall wait, than no. too short. No, wait. No, never mind. I don't know. Let's <laughs> send that sentence. 
uh, I'd, I'd, I'd hate to have to live up to something than to live mm. down to something. Maybe that's okay. it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like expectations. Poor men. Um, <laughs> yes. It's anyway, okay if you're what's... only five foot four and a half. Is that to me or to poor men that are very short? Both. Okay, thank you. Both. Please, Mine's yeah. pretty average. It's pretty average, yeah. I think. I think the average women's height is like 5'4 five, or 5'5. Five, five. So I, I, I appreciate confident short men. Like, yeah, nothing I wrong really, with a I short really kid do. in like, a nice oh, way. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a nice I've dated way. men shorter than me. So, yeah. It was, that was not why we broke up. Absolutely. It's, if, it's when you get complexes about it that I'm like, I can't. I'm not going to yes. fix this for you. Yes. Like when men freak out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because I don't care about your height. And, right. Well, I'm really short, so there aren't going to be many men who are shorter <laughs> than me. But, um, yeah. Like, I don't care yeah. about your height. You can be shorter than me. I don't care. Yeah, like... It's not that big of a deal. It, the problem is when men get like freak out about it. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's all about your presentation. Oh. It's not. It's not about your physicalness, physicality. It's about like how you feel about yourself, and that 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 presents itself to us. Like, hey, out, I wonder how that guy is doing. Like, all, it, that's all it takes is just to be to to be hot. You you just feel like you're hot, and then we're like, ooh, I think this guy's hot. That's all it takes. Yeah, yeah, really. Which is hard, I mean, which is not easy. I have to say, that's all it takes. I mean, that's not easy for a lot of us to just feel hot and then we're hot. Like, yeah. So I take it back. Chase just got a new guitar, like a travel guitar. Because um, we're going on vacation this weekend. And um, after Croatia, I was like, you need to get a guitar to take with you on all our vacations because he's like miserable without it. And I'm not traveling with you without a guitar. Because he's like, I just could, I just need to play my guitar, man. He was like, yeah, pretty much. I was like, you just need one, babe. You need it. Um, so yeah, we leave on Thursday and we're going to Hawaii for a few days. Oh, so nice. Yeah. I'm excited. I've never been. We're only, it's like just a long weekend. Like we fly in, we get yeah. in Thursday afternoon, we leave Monday evening. So. Okay. No, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. We're going to do some I'm disc golfing. A long, a long trip for that. Oh, disc golfing. Oh yeah. 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 I know it is a long flight for that, but whatever. Um, we're doing some disc golfing. We're. As long as you don't overload yourself. Yeah. yeah that's a, that was the point. And you're fine. Yeah. Yeah, that was the point of this trip was that we could do a vacation without scheduling the living bejesus out of it. Like, yeah. So um, we've only planned a couple things. So like, we know we're gonna do some disc golfing. There's gonna be some time on the beach, but I'm not like a huge beach person. Like, I'm not like a sit yeah, on the beach all day either. person. Yeah. Um, and we scheduled one, um, like a whale watching. Uh, outing that also has snorkeling and scuba diving. So, okay. so we planned that for Sunday. That's it. So that's all get, we planned. You get your meals and can hang out. And yeah, that sounds really yeah. great. Actually, yeah. Maybe do some hiking or something, but like not planned. Like we'll, we'll figure it out when we get there if we want yeah. to. Yeah. Um, we're yeah, gonna make a couple dinner out. reservations. But yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be chill, amazing. someplace warm, yeah. um, and with some salt water to jump into. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I cannot wait. Um, I just have so much travel though coming up that I'm like, Oh, like dying. Like I have six trips from now until the end of May. One of them yeah. is a vacation. Five of them are business trips. Yeah. That's like averaging like one every other week. That's not Here's true. I only I do a lot of business trips too, but they're like in state and I drive there and yeah. that in itself is exhausting. I can't imagine doing six, like get on an airplane, get off an airplane, do your thing, get on an airplane, get off an airplane. That's a lot of work. It's so exhausting traveling. Yeah. One of them it's, it's is another one. It's so like, fucking exhausting. I'm going to get to some Broadway shows, which is exciting. But um, one of them is, do you remember in November when I went to Boston and then I, like, for a business trip and then 
flew from Boston to Michigan or to Chicago for a wedding, did the wedding yes. Saturday and flew back. I'm doing that in March. My cousin's getting married. So I'm doing like New York <sighs> trip Friday from New York to Michigan, the wedding Saturday and back to Denver Sunday. Oh my God. Oh God, Kimberly. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I'm too lazy for that. Okay. Get out! Get out! Get out! Nobody loves you! So, okay, one more thing before, at least, minimally, before we start talking about questions. I've been trying to do this glow glow up thing because it's in the middle of just of the winter and yeah, yeah, I'm I did what for any straws that will make me feel better about myself. Yeah. And the focus apparently this year is my nails. Okay. And so I've got pressing. I, I tried the dip and that lasted a couple of days. And I didn't want to destroy my nails even further. So I'm not going to keep dipping my nails. But okay. uh, so I got press on nails and I went to mm-hmm. work in at my main campus to meet with people and, and they just kept, Popping off. I oh, kept no. like leaving a trail of spinny all over the place. With my <laughs> I was done with them by about noon. I was like, okay, let's just take all of these off <laughs> and throw them in the trash. Okay. And then I decided to try a different kind of press on nails that had the like the glue that you you glue onto the nail. Oh, were you using like the stickers? No, they weren't stickers, but they had a like a goopy, sticky stuff. Okay. Yeah. Before and then mm-hmm. I thought that'd be cool. Um, and I've they lasted a couple of days, and I've probably left like a couple of nails at the at the restaurant that the last restaurant that I went to. So um, I have two things about this. Yes. One is advice that I've seen on TikTok, of course. By the way, someone the other day said that they heard or someone told them to stop saying I saw this on t- TikTok and instead say I read this in the New York Times. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm like, now I'm going to start doing that. But um, I'm just going to say I read this. But <laughs> it's fact checkable. But um, if you get a UV light, like I got a UV light for gel nails, apparently you can use like a UV glue and the UV light to, to cure it. So they your stick on nails, stick on better and longer. Okay. Option. Apparently I just, I was just recently reading that that's really dangerous as IE skin cancer. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I yeah. thought about too. Yeah. And so look, here's my latest thumb. It's, it's coming off. My thumb just came off. <laughs> the other thing is <laughs> at um, my friend's wedding, she bought false, false nails for um, people. I didn't do it because I get my nails done. So I was like, oh, I was going to get my nails done in the color and that's fine. And so that was good. But she bought press-ons for her other bridesmaids. Uh-huh. <laughs> and her sister does them all the time. And like, like I think her sister used to be a, co- like used to be a, Cosmolo- cosmologist cosmetologist Cos- oh, there it is. yes cosmetologist cosmologist it's something else in <laughs> anyway um so she was like i'll do the nails and glue the nails on for you and i look at her her other bridesmaid who was standing right in front of me at at the altar and she has like at first i think it's a flower petal in her hair and it's 100% one of the nails stuck in her hair the entire <laughs> ceremony. The entire, because what am I going to do? I can't, like, in the ceremony, reach out and pull this out of her hair. And my first thought was that it was a a flower petal because it was the same color as the flowers. So I was like, everyone's just going to think it's a flower petal. It is fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, they're, they're bane on our existence, these press-on nails. They make no fucking sense, and they fall right yeah. off. Yeah. Although I want to, I want pretty nails. Um, I'm just going to say you should go in and get the dip. And and have a professional do it is what you're saying. Yes. Because I already, I bought the dip. No, I would never do it myself. Um, just because there's like a lot of little weird steps to it. So I would just go, well, they, like it's yeah, more expensive, but it lasts a month. So it's like 50 bucks once a month. Which is not something I want to spend once a month, but okay. Okay. Little Miss Rich Pants. Yeah. (laughs) Going Um, to Hawaii. 
Okay, we should answer some questions because yeah, you, you got shit to do. I do. And I, got, I got bagel bites to make, so I have dinner. Oh, I want bagel bites. <laughs> bagel bites. Um, okay. Bagel bites. Okay. I'm going to read this one first. Okay. So there's this guy that I like, and he likes me, I'm pretty sure. He is very nice, respectful, funny, and easy to get along with. He seems to have different political views than me, and I'm worried that it's going to affect our relationship. For instance, he has some Blue Lives Matter flags around his house. And there are multiple... Oh, no. Did I edit wrong? No, I just think this is a weird way to say this. There are multiple staples of Trump around his home. I don't know if it's too weird. Like, probably, okay. like, probably like a Make America Great Again hat yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and things yeah. like that. Like things, Okay, anyway. I don't know what to do in this situation because I do like him and I've never seen any red flags of him. Okay, maybe, but some, but like, I don't know what that means. I don't it's know a what skull. that means. It's, it's, a, like a skull. It's, it's a skull. It's like, okay, maybe some, but like dead. Like, is that like, okay, so I, I recently saw this thing that was people explaining, like Jen, uh, Gen Z explaining these and you're not supposed to use a rolling on the floor laughing emoji anymore or the laughing you're supposed to use the skull like I'm dead it's so funny so is that how this is being used here like okay maybe some but they're hilarious like they're not real red flags they're just funny okay I have no idea I don't either (laughs) yeah (laughs) she has a skull in the text is what we're talking about yeah literally a skull emoji Okay, anyway. And I'm not sure I can be okay with someone like that. Like, dating someone who supports Trump would make me uncomfortable. I also know that politics isn't the end of the world. Maybe I am overthinking things. Or maybe not. Signed, Red Love, Blue Love. I love that sign-off, Jennifer. Oh, thank you! Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's my thought. Is that you're kind of brand new in this relationship. Like, I'm not opposed to you kind of figuring each other out. And, like, maybe he's not too Trumpy. I don't know. I mean, that would be... Uh, that would be a cutoff for me. Like, a, a Trumper would be a cutoff for me, for sure. But you said you're not quite sure where he lands. And I hate to be, like... I don't know. It's... He seems nice. He seems sweet. Um... Is he, is, is he Nazi? Like, (laughs) I mean, I I guess Nazis can be nice and sweet. Uh, That's how they were able to like convince everyone to follow uh, them for a little bit was coming off as like, you know, like coming off as your nice neighbor that just had some out there ideas. Okay. I'm good. I I think I'm going to change my mind. It's like you give them an inch, they take take a mile. Cut your losses and run. Yeah, I think you can still be his friend, but in the end, be his friend as in you could maybe, like, keep him outside of his own myopic like, social structure. Be the person that's out of the bubble to introduce the... Yeah, but, yeah, like, but I, also, don't expect you're going to be able to fix him either. Like, don't go into this being like, I'm going to fix you. Also, go ahead and fucking fall in love. Like, I'm not ever opposed to someone fucking falling in love, but... I just, I'm opposed I, to bigotry. And if he's a bigot, then maybe you're opposed to bigotry. Maybe he's not going to be a good fit for you. Look, when I was young, when I was 18. Young. Young. Which is, by the way, 18 years ago. Half of my life ago. Half of my life ago. <laughs> Poor thing. Oh my god, half of my life ago, I dated somebody that um, was my first boyfriend, my first love. I'm sure I've talked about this before. He, I I was a Democrat, he was a Republican. I thought it was hilarious. Like, the idea of, like, he wanted to go into politics. The idea of um, him being, like, the Republican senator with his Democratic wife loved it thought it was hilarious that was so long ago now in today's climate not nope nope i also like he was not a like 
This is before it got as bad as things are. I hope to God he was not a Trump supporter. I don't know. I would die if I found out that he was a Trump supporter just because I dated him for five years and I would be devastated that I had such poor judgment. <laughs> so, um, I think, I think you need to different. be a little forgiving for people who fall into the cult. I have to say, uh, but yes, yes. To, but as oh, long as they can so, fall back out of it, but yes, like, Oh, yeah. you're addicted. Apparently let's, let's give you that. Support. So like, I also like have memories of my parents saying things like, I'm going to go cancel your vote out now, which made me think they voted opposite. And, showed me that relationships among people with that are that different yes. political parties and views could work. That being said, I think there's a difference between having different political views and supporting Trump. And it, actually there are people I love that voted for Trump. Okay. Like there are people yes. that I really love that voted for Trump and I have a hard time squaring it, frankly, because they are kind people. They are, you know, they are, they are open and welcoming and, and, they voted for Trump because they fell into that, like something different, shake it up kind yeah. of mentality. But I can't get past the other aspects of Trumpism. And so I question it. And it, it's a struggle for me. Like I struggle with that personally with some of my relationships because I'm like, yeah. Trump was opposed to basic human rights for a lot of people. And I can't imagine supporting that myself or being with someone that would support that. So I think, yes. girl, I feel like this is early enough in this relationship that you can cut it and run. Like, Yeah, I think you can still be friends, but I think you're not going to be uh, lovers, and, which is fine. Uh, well, and I've got a that? lot more. Oh, yeah, it's a different It's a different world, right? It's kind yes. of like a different view. You used to have like fiscal conservatives liberal um, Democrats like socially liberal fiscally conservative bullshit that's not how the world works not now I could totally get behind a fiscal conservative because I'm like okay you're gonna push I'm gonna pull and that creates a balance there but now it's like now we're talking about people's identities and being humans like no you don't get to push that line I disagree with, um, I actually like typed a whole rant about this once. I disagree with the idea of socially liberal, um, conservative fiscally, because we live in a capitalist society. And the only way things, things that can be, can be changed are with money. And by saying I'm socially conservative, but I want people to have, like, I want, we need to put money behind those things to make them happen in this type of society we are in. We need funding for education, for programs, things like that. And that's what they want to deny is they don't want to put funding into programs that don't affect them and don't, yeah. they don't think affects them. But yeah. then if you aren't putting money in that, you can, you are not allowed to say that you are socially liberal because we need the funding for those programs to make those, those steps yeah. in I our type of society. At- I think where I want the fiscal conservatives to uh, help us is overspending and and essentially fraud is like putting money where it doesn't need to be. Um, right, like the military that is drastically yeah. overfunded and which is funny because mm, they completely completely support. That's what that. they would support, though. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And, so, and then like they would try to say things like fraud and in welfare which is so small that it actually costs more money for yes. us to try to find it and, and fix it than it does to actually like, just pay it it's so like minimal. drug testing like drug testing yeah. and such like that yes yeah i, I just we got a big political I, I tangent do, i want a push and pull uh, yes that's exactly this is a tangent i want <laughs> a push and pull so that there's a balance of ideas and and that we're not just Fair. throwing money at the problem, but we're we're conservative about how we throw money at the problem. Like we do it in a way that is constructive, yes. but not in a way that says we don't need money. Like yeah, unfortunately, like, that's the type of environment where the like society will go on. Misspending with the PPE loans and stuff, and that yeah, like that's concerning. I'm so, with you oh, on that okay. one. That's a complete fucking tangent. But and then they all got them forgiven, including a lot of the Republican Congress people that yeah. got them forgiven their PPE loans, and yes. then they're like trying to like it's ridiculous. 
It's you know what? I, I, I hate hypocrisy. I hate hypocrisy. I was going to say it's hypocrisy, and yes. that's. I'm just going to go out and I'm going to say this. A lot of things that that people that say they are conservative want, and like like a lot of the mentalities there, I find incredibly selfish. Yes. I find yes. a lot of them yeah. seem to me. It's not going to help me. So why should I do this rather than straight, like looking at society yeah. as a whole? And I find it to be incredibly selfish. And that is an opposing viewpoint. And that's, you know, it's fine to have opposing viewpoints. I don't understand it. I think I just find it incredibly yes. selfish is a lot of it. And when it comes down to that, that's what the difference is here. It's not just that you disagree with this politics is that politics and this is a, this has been a pivot in the last 20 years people used to view politics differently but now politics generally are viewed this way and i view it as a reflection of a person's values and of who they are and what they hold true mm -hmm. and they can be very different and so i will not like there are things that i'm like i don't agree with that and i think it reflects how you view it if you accept that viewpoint and i don't want to be friends with someone that looks at things like that yeah i i, I honestly it's i don't want to date someone like that yeah. friends with a trumper and i definitely don't want that trumper touching my lady bits so and i just like like there are people i love that supported trump and so i'm like i mean i keep them around obviously i love them like second parents you know but mm -hmm. i like struggle with that one myself the only way I can make it work in my mind is the way that that just being like, oh, they, but they also are anti-vaxxers. They don't have COVID. I'm like, you're fucking dumb. You're fucking dumb. Okay. Anyway. I, I hate to go on another tangent, but there was recently an MSU economist, so mm -hmm. an economist out of Michigan State University, who published yep. a, um, a report that said, that concluded that, like, 300 or 30,000, I think it was, no, 300,000 people died of COVID vaccine-related illnesses. Vaccine-related illnesses. And he was an economist. He was an economist? He doesn't economist, have the knowledge to, what, what he, This was on the, the local news. What he did was sent a survey and asked people what. To self-identify? To self-identify. That's not how this works. <laughs> exactly. So the economist sent a survey out to a bunch of people and asked them, do you know somebody who died or had negative effects? And uh, the number of people responded. And then he extrapolated that number across the population of the U.S. Oh. And I'm like, that's not how sure. that fucking works. And so he came up with 300,000 people who died of COVID vaccine. That's also not how it con economy and math work sir right like now where so, you don't understand your job it and was you're a professor. so flawed it was so flawed i can't even like msu dude what are you doing like i have to look it up because That's i was so mad at crazy it crazy to me economics oh. and covid that's not. I'm so mad about this. Like that's yeah, not. Yeah, that that's works. irresponsible. Speaking of irresponsible, I have to quit no, my I'm not finding tonight. it very work. I'm not fine. Okay. Okay, we got to continue on. I think we've established oh. that we feel like you should not date this person because uh, yeah. his political, his politics, and his ideas are so different from your own personal values, and I think that's okay. I, and yeah. you know, when people say, and like, what happened to civil? civil discourse in our country um tell it you can tell them the fuck off i also will say i was shocked when trump won because i'd gotten myself in such a social media bubble that i only yes. saw things that said he was gonna lose so like beware of that beware of that yeah. but it's a social media bubble really you don't want to keep yourself in a bubble but you also don't want to promote the idea of bigotry but I also just want to point out in the social media bubble thing, like people that have those views and ideas, like I'm not friends with them and sharing my family photos with them on an everyday basis. So why is it any different on social media? Like I wouldn't want that person to see, like I don't have friends like that in real life. So why would I in social media, you know, like yeah. it's a weird catch 22 kind of thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I hate living inside a bubble. I do live inside a bubble because I surround myself with people who I like think in that, like I do. Yeah. And so I, that part I like, but the other part is like, I don't, 
it, it prevents you from really understanding what's going on in the world. It really and does. So, it sucks. Ah. And I will say that I have, as I've gotten older, gone more and more left. <laughs> Frankly, like yes. people like make that joke, like, oh, as you get older and you have more money, you'll go more right. And oh, no, nope. I like nope. took a quiz like straight up and they're like, you are not even like, like, like yeah. one of those things that kind of show you where you are on the spectrum. And they're like, you are not, we don't even count you as a liberal. You are a leftist. Like you are past that, yeah, especially yeah, in the yeah. United States because the way our political spectrum falls in a lot of other countries, our <laughs> liberals would be moderate conservative in other countries. Yes. People don't get that. Yeah. So what our foundational, pre, um, our foundational understanding is that each to their own, whatever they want yeah. to do, they want to do. Like it's none yeah. of our fucking business, which is, Funnily enough, the sort of independent libertarianism, libertarianism, like do what you want to do. Yeah. I just saw something really interesting about libertarians, though, like about how like we're like, oh, it's really good. I'll define it on TikTok. They actually generally like in the elections, apparently libertarians, if they're voting and they have to fall into the two party system, they will vote Republican. Like, yes, yes, yes. Like. Because deregulation is really what it is, yeah. and Democrats are about regulation. So, which also In, needs some deregulation. Yeah. Like, I'm not mad. I'm about not it. saying everything the Democrats do to us right. You know, like yeah, there's definitely right, right, right. plenty of wrong on both sides. Like, why and can't we, yeah, yeah. Why no, do we have to be so stuck in our own ways that we can't have a legitimate? conversation about and it's just gotten worse it's just you know what they used to do when at the very beginning of the country that i'm like we should just do this again which would be like it would be awful it would be a shit show yeah and i actually learned this from hamilton so it might not even be real (laughs) but there would be two candidates well there'd be more than two candidates but like whoever won the runner up would be the vice president so we would have like a Republican president and a Democratic vice president, or and that would also keep smear campaigns to a minimum because you are going to have to work with the other person uh, in this yeah. capacity. That's so funny because I remember being in high school and thinking, "Why don't we have it that way?" And no, apparently, we had it be. that way. That's <laughs> yeah, how we used to be. We had it that way. I don't like, think it would be pretty, but I think it would maybe make people a little bit more civil. Okay, I have to pee, and then we got to get to the next question. Okay. Also, again, I just have to tell you how much I love that sign-off. Red love, blue love. One love, two love, red love, blue love. Anyway. Very Dr. Seuss. Yes. All right. Our son is 15, going on 16, and two months ago started dating a lovely lady. We are a lesbian household. We chaperoned his first two dates, and had the pleasure to meet her mom on the first one. We both talked about our concerns with them being young, and that we want them to still concentrate on school. Everything seemed okay. After we dropped her off the second time, she called my son in tears, saying she can no longer go out with him until he can drive, that her mother says they are very religious, and that Christians do not associate with the gays. I feel horrible for both of them, but how can I even help? I let him know that we are here to support him no matter what, and that I am sorry he is in this position. Inside, though, my heart breaks. I would love to have a sit-down with her mom, signed, Bible-thumped. Um, I'm so sorry. I didn't need to put two politics questions in one episode. <laughs> I like, is that a political episode or something? I, like, yeah, I, I, I feel uh, like this because, isn't really a political episode because we're talking about people's identities, and so, but yeah, I get you, I get it. Yeah, um, I wouldn't bother, frankly, to try to have a conversation with her, the mother, because she's obviously a bigot, and uh, you're not gonna, like, you're not gonna be able to change things. It's weird that she came up with this issue. Now, and you've already met her, I guess maybe she didn't realize, but that's what this is. It's bigotry hiding behind religion, and uh, I'm really sorry for her daughter. I'm really sorry for your son. I'm really sorry for you having to deal with this. 
I don't think that there's any, I don't think engaging with her is going to change anything, frankly. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm changing my mind then because I thought maybe a conversation would help, but I think the daughter is going to be the best avenue into that relationship. So the daughter is going to have to push back if she wants to spend time with the son. Yeah. And um, go by that because there's just, just provide the support you can for your son and his girlfriend. Yep. Yeah. I just like, I saw this. The daughter's the key to that relationship is really. Yeah. And, and she has to make up her own mind. Uh, she might, she might come down on the side of her parents, which is sad. And, uh, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, like she's her own person that has to make up her own mind. Hopefully I, you can offer that counterpoints, um, through your son and your, the relationship that she sees in your household. Um, I did see this beautiful video that was like, it was like a, a evangelical pastor saying, Something along the lines of the fact that we have people in our community coming to our church that are LGBTQ after how this community has treated them and the Mm -hmm. views we've pushed about them shows so much more about their faith in God. They have stronger faith than I do that they were treated this way and they still are are seeking out church and this relationship and and we as like as a community haven't turned them away they have stronger faith than i do as a pastor and i was just like fuck yes like hell yes um because because the evangelical community is not great also i think the pope just said that we should uh that this should not be illegal anywhere because there are some places in the in the world that this is illegal and the pope just went on the record saying homosexuality should not be treated as yes. illegal that we should love our neighbors apparently yeah, yeah. I, I like the pope that we have right now like he's not perfect yeah, he, he's better he, than the last yeah, one he does much better who finally yeah. fucking died but yeah yes <laughs> sorry <laughs> I have no, i'm not catholic so i really don't have any opinions about it i'm not either but i grew up catholic you did i'm you a did. lapsed catholic opinions. I like your apathist idea. Yes. Did I tell you? Did I tell? I might have told you this. I told my mom and sister this, uh-huh. and they both seem to like embrace the concept of it too. In the like, in in the like, I don't want to. I'm not trying to push my religion on other people, and I don't. You know, like I told my mom and sister this, and they like seemed open to that idea, like the that concept when I told them about it. Well, it's what what is it? It's the anti. Um missionary yeah missionaries are a scourge on our planet yeah it's it's the anti-missionary which is what apathism is yeah yeah exactly i I think i kind of i'm a bit agnostic i think i'm still kind of on i don't know i feel like there's something else more but uh i also am very defensive about atheists so if (laughs) someone comes after the atheist i'm like i'm an atheist too fuck you yeah (laughs) So, um, apathist, I I really like that term. I think I'm going to start adopting that as, because I I don't want to I have not re-listened to that episode, but remember, I looked it up with you. Mm -hmm. Do we have that Mm -hmm. conversation here, or do we have it offline, where, it might have it offline. No, we had it offline when you were here in Michigan. what we're talking about is. Oh, yeah, maybe we should A few years ago, I heard an episode, or like an interview on NPR, where, um, where this man was doing a study about what we would view as morality in chimpanzees. I think it was chimpanzees. He was studying these chimpanzees and seeing them share and distribute resources to everybody. Things that people would say are morality. And a lot of people like to say that morality is either exclusive to humanity or the, a lot of people will say that morality comes from religion. And yes. this was showing that this is a behavior that strengthens the community as a whole and helps keep the society going 
in these chimpanzees and it is not exclusive to human beings and it's certainly not exclusive to religion. And the interviewer said to him, well, clearly you're an atheist. And he goes, oh no, I'm not an atheist. I'm an apathist. And she said, what does that mean? And he said, my view on religion is that my views are my views, my beliefs are my beliefs, and your beliefs are your beliefs. And I have no interest in pushing my beliefs on you. And I certainly have no interest in you trying to push your beliefs on me. And that really resonated with me. In fact, when Jennifer and I had this conversation and I was mentioning this interview that I remembered hearing on the radio on NPR, I decided to Google it. And it was an interview that happened in 2014 and it has still stuck oh with God. me so much. Yes. Like so strongly. I, uh, I know like, about it. Yeah. Yeah. And an apathist, not in that he does not care about religion in general. He doesn't care about having it pushed on him. I mean, I don't care about conversion. it. Like, like, conversion. Like, yes, right? yes, yes. It's not that he doesn't care whether there's a God or not, whether any religion is right or wrong. He doesn't want people pushing on it. I kind of fall on both, all sides of the apathy spe- spectrum in this type of thing. Like, I don't really care either way. Uh, and I certainly don't care to try to convert you not to care or for you to try to convert me back to believing. But it's just something that really stuck with me from nine years ago this interview was nine years ago and i heard it in passing on the radio and and i tell people about it as much as i can because i think because i think we need more of this in the world and less of missionary conversion bullshit yep 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 i remember i had a conversation with my uh graduate level professor who was a librarian like that's what where his foundational stuff was he's a librarian and he's, he's like, I don't think an atheist is ever going to be elected to as a president. And no. I'm like, why do you think that? He's like, because morality comes from religion. And if you don't oh, no. have a religious background, then you don't have morality. And I, I could not get my brain around that. Like I had, a no, lot, I, had a, I had a lot of respect for this guy as sort of the antithesis to my understanding of the world. Like I, I felt like he was someone who kind of popped through that bubble and tried to expose me to other stuff. But uh, I couldn't get my head around the idea that people who aren't connected to religion don't have morality. And I just, uh, it hurts my heart. It does. And it's not how it works. And it's like that, that opposite, you know, when people say things like, well, what's keeping you from if you don't believe in God in an afterlife, what's keeping you from rape and murder? And yeah, I, don't, like, I don't like to rape I don't and murder. Want, yes. I, I don't want to rape and murder. And yeah. also, if the only thing keeping you from raping and murdering is the idea of being punished from it, then you're not actually a good person and you want to do yeah. those things. Yeah. yeah punishment yeah. doesn't deter things. Or I mean, pun- like punishment doesn't prevent things. It deters things. Like, yeah, yeah. So... Um, also on this note, somebody I know, I'm a friend of on Facebook. It's not someone I've ever met in real life. I just like, he is incredibly eloquent in fighting on Facebook, um, which I've already shared my views on like why I think that's important and good. So, um, but like he posted something and I was like, Oh my God, I want to be your friend in, in real life. And he was like, done in front of me on Facebook. So he posted this Quora post from 2018 that says like, the question was, why do people get angry when I try to share the word of God with them? I only do it because I care about them deeply and I don't want them to end up in hell. I feel like some people avoid me because of this. Is there any way to get through to them? And this answer is fucking amazing. And it says, It's because the entire process is not what you think it is. It is specifically designed to be uncomfortable for the other person because it isn't about converting them to your religion. It is about manipulating you so you can't leave yours. It's a, if the tactic was about converting people, it'd be considered a horrible failure because it recruits, recruits almost no one who isn't already willing to join. Bake sales are more effective recruiting tools. On the other hand, it is extremely effective at creating a deep tribal feeling among its own members. When you go out and shortening it, when you go out and try to convert people and they 
refuse you and you fail, you feel awful. And then you come back to your community and your religion, which then builds you back up. It's a pain reward cycle. Like the rejection that you face trying to convert something is more important than conversions because it then it then makes you look at people as others and you're coming back to your your congregation or your tribe who yes. then support you and build you back up and it it further cements mm-hmm. the divide and and brings you further into this community so it's harder for you to see anything else or maybe leave in the long run and i was like holy shit like holy shit i've never thought of it that way and that's what it is like yeah. That's yeah. what it is. When people shut yeah. you down, you feel shitty. So you go back to your youth group or your church group or your Bible study. You're like, I can't believe this happened. I'm so bummed. And then they come in and comfort you and reinforce why where you're at is so good and so right. And those other people just cannot see it. And it creates this cycle that just cements you further and puts further division in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're going out to the world for missionary work, you're asking people to understand you instead of you understanding asking them. to understand them. And yes. that's where the division comes because they're like, I have my own identity already. What's going on here? My mom tells yeah. a story about a priest she had when she was younger that preached differently than that in the I mean like the way he, like I, I think probably the way he does it like what I remember of it is fair, probably fairly uh, it might be offensive I don't know but what he or said conventional conventional maybe yeah. <laughs> what he basically said when I think my mom asked him a question about like well, what are people that haven't heard the word of God and and he was like well if they like have their own God and they serve him and it is I think specifically he talked like I'm summarizing I think there was something about a tree like serving a tree was part mm-hmm. of it but like what he was saying was if they haven't heard the word of God and but they still serve their own gods it is like serving God which I mean is like Eh, like I understand where you're trying to go with it, but also you're discounting everybody like, else's religion. Yeah, it's, it's like one God is the same God. Yeah, like all gods are the same God. But so. I like appreciated the mentality that he was trying to convey, which was like, this isn't necessarily the only way to find your way, kind of thing. I think is what yeah. he was trying to say. I I've heard other people like I've heard mentalities, and there are certain religions that like just think that like. Jesus came for everybody's sin, no matter whether or not you accept him or not, which feels more Jesus-like than the other view, which is like, you have to accept him. Um, It's just like such a spectrum. I don't know. I hate it. Frankly, I fucking hate it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So we're, we've now gone on politics as a tangent. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. This is our heavy ass episode. Like, Ah! like, let's just call it, that's the title. Now from now on, it's, it's episode 72, the heavy ass episode. Well, you have to cut like 40 minutes out of this because we've been talking for a billion minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, I lost another nail. Oh, (laughs) another piece of me. That's falling off. It's not really a piece of you. It's a fake piece of you. It's a fake piece of me, yes. Uh, okay, last question, buddy. We got okay. this. This is not political. Well, it could be considered political if you want to look at we it in it. an anti-work perspective. Political. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, where I work has a printed schedule and an online schedule through an app. I've recently begun offering some of my ships. Some, so Ships? Ships? <laughs> Sorry. I have recently begun offering some of my shifts through the app as working all of them strains a pre-existing injury and I don't really need the hours. I thought this was all overseen and approved by a manager. Apparently it isn't as I got a text this morning asking why only one of my shifts this week had punches when I was scheduled for three about half an hour later, all of which I spent freaking out and trying to come up with some sort of response. I got another text that essentially said, "Never mind, I figured it out. I'm still very much freaking out and incredibly anxious. I feel certain that I did something wrong. This is my first job and I don't want to mess anything up. 
how do I respond and say, yeah, I offered some of my shifts and they got taken. Glad you figured it out. I thought a man- manager oversaw the whole process. My bad. Without sounding like I'm blaming my boss or being passive aggressive. Signed, shift swapper. Okay. I, I feel like you can say the sentence, yeah, I offered some of my shifts and they got taken. Glad you yeah. figured it out. Let me know if there's anything else you need to be need to do in the future. Like that's yes, you that sentence. Most places yeah. are like, oh you need a manager sign off, but nobody really cares that much, like depending on what you're doing. Like as, as long, long as someone's there to cover your shift, be like, Oh, someone picked it up for me. That's all you have to say. Like, oh yeah. I was scheduled, but but Jennifer picked up the shift. She wanted an extra shift yeah. and I had one to give away. I feel like you can absolutely go about this without blaming or being passive aggressive. You say, oh, I, I was a little confused. These people took both for my shift. That's it. Yeah. You can be like, hey, uh, yeah, I, I offered it up on this app and someone wanted to pick it up. But is that not the right procedure? Is Do I have to? Yes. Is there something else I have to do to make it official? Yeah. You can play dumb is really what it is. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, I didn't know this is how this works. Is this not how this works? There we go. That's it. Exactly. You play dumb and then you, you don't make anybody else feel bad about their managerial process or whatever. And then you get the answer. It's the Columbo aspect. The Columbo it's, it's aspect? Being the Columbo. Yeah, the Columbo. It's like you kind of play dumb, but you kind of know what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I are do you that a too lot. young for Columbo? Are you too no, but I Columbo? do that a lot where I ask a question so that it can be answered for somebody else. Like <laughs> I'm that obnoxious yes. person at a rehearsal where I'm like, someone's doing it wrong. So let me ask a clarifying question for that person. Yeah. Yeah. So I, speaking of be the there's somebody like that on my new improv team and I hate it. Play <laughs> stupid and they'll, they won't think you're stupid. They'll just like, Oh, I must yeah. be really smart. Just like ask so that clarifying question a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, I just, I, I guess I didn't understand this one. process. Is there something else I need to do? Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. It's okay. You're a first time employee, whatever. It's okay to ask questions and figure things out. Yeah. If you show up for the shifts you're supposed to show up for, then they're not going to get mad at you. And if someone else shows up for your shift that you're supposed to show up for, they shouldn't be mad at you either because the shift is covered. Yep, exactly. There's a hair down my bra. I'm so sorry. I hate that. Ooh, is that a hair down your bra or a chest hair that's coming up from your bra? How dare you? I dared. I dared. It is like 12 inches long. It is clearly a head hair caught in my bra. Okay? (laughs) I think. (laughs) Yeah, sure, sure, sure. That's what it is. I'm so offended right now. Thank you so much for listening to Inebrated Input. I'm Kim. And I'm Jennifer. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review us so other people can find us. If you didn't, then bugger off. JK, we like constructive feedback. Feel free to tell us. (laughs) And please, 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 please send us your questions at inebriated.input at gmail.com. We can't make the podcast without your questions, and we promise that we will keep your name out of it. (laughs) Okay. You can also submit questions and learn more at inebriatedinput.com. If you want, you can also sponsor us on Patreon, where we have cool swag as thank yous. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.